Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we are learning Masechus Gittin, Daf Samech Beis, and we're starting three lines down. Yesterday we began a conversation that spoke about uh, Tuma Vitara and working with people as it relates to being Mesayel Advaravera with Isr Shvius and Isr Chala, and we're continuing in the same theme. Three lines down. Hey, Rabbi Yosi Ben Hamashulam, Mishum Rabbi Yochanan, Achiv, Shamar Mishum Rabbi Akiv, Rabbi Eliezer Ben Chasma. If the Jew is betara, so then you cannot work on the chala of uh, of an am ha'aretz. Aval, what we are allowed to do is osin isas chula of betara, but we the Jew are allowed to prepare the chala of an am ha'aretz, and then the am ha'aretz can be the notel him and chala. Then they can come back and take it umanicha bekfisha o beanchusa. And then we can put it into one of these kalim. These kalim are uncommon kalim and very much identifiable. It would not be your average Tupperware. It's something that's super unique um, and very recognizable. And and when the Amha'aretz comes back to you, because you prepared his chulen and you prepared it betara, when he comes back to get it, he can be notel and he can take both parts. The part that is, in fact, that which will go back to the Amha'aretz, and the chala that was mufrash, that was going to be given to the kohanim, he can take both parts, the eno choshesh, and we're not concerned at that point that the amha'aretz will mess things up by being metame, then we'll figure out why in a couple of minutes. And 10 lines down, that was part one, and here's part two. The ein osin trumas zesa betara, I, as a, uh, as a, as a chaver, am not allowed to work on the truma of the zesim of an amha'aretz if I am betara, because we assume that his stuff is betuma. Aval, if the Amharas gives me everything from the beginning, aval osin zesim chula betara, I am allowed to prepare the chulen for an Amharas, venotel truma, and separate out the portions of truma that are appropriate on behalf of the Amharas, umanicha of shel chaver, and they can be put seemingly only in the kalim that belong to a chaver. Sounds like a concern of tuma. And and when the Amaretz comes to collect his items, comes to collect his, his olives, he too can take both portions. Part one is the olives that he's welcome to keep. And part two is the olives that were part of the Truma that again go to Kohana. Now these two cases are very, very similar. And we're going to, of course, have to distinguish why we needed both of them, and we will certainly see that shortly. So a third of the way down on Samach Beis Amadalev, heading to the end of the parak at the very last words of this page, the Gemara says, Vitaimamai, why is it that we're even engaging in the first place? Why is it that we're allowed to do his chul and betara? Why are we even touching this? Just leave it alone. So says the Gemara, Amr of Yochanan, Mishum, Kedechayev de Gabel, Mishum Kedechayev de Badad. This guy who's the Megabel, it is his job to mix dough. We have replaced that person with a mix master. But back in the day, it was a profession. If I didn't have the hand strength, if I didn't have the patience, if I was wealthy and I wanted to hire someone, I'd hire someone to mix all of my challah. And then for five pounds, it can really be very taxing on the hands, no doubt. So for him, the Kadei of Gabel, to get him a Parnasa, we were willing to engage the Amharats to make sure that a, that a couple of ruble could go to the Megabel. And as well, Kadei Chayev de Badad, the guy who works on the olives, he too 
uh, we are concerned about his parnasa, and therefore we um, allow the engagement between him, the chaver, and the am ha'aretz, so that a few shekels, a few rubles can go in his direction. But still, the Gemara seems to say that these cases cases are extremely similar. The first case is the case of um, of uh, osin chalas, ein osin chalas am ha'aretz betara, but we are allowed to prepare their chala. And the second case is the, is the olives for truma. So the Gemara says v'tzricha, we need both cases. We need both the case of the chala and the case of the truma. And why do we need them? So says the Gemara. If we only needed the first case, the case of someone who professionally needs dough, and we're concerned about his parnasa, that's Mishum Delo Nafish Agre. By him, perhaps we were makil by this person because the hourly rate for being a Megabel is extremely low. Let's just use our modern day parlance, way, way below the appropriate hourly rate. So let's say hourly rate is, I don't even know what it is. Let's call it $15 an hour. He gets $2 an hour. By him, we're going to be makel that he can engage with an Amharas because he makes so little and we're so concerned about his parnasa. And, and therefore, aval badad, but the guy who works on the olives, no, that's a, that's different. That job is $15 an hour. That is minimum wage. Therefore, the nafish agra, he gets a better salary. Amalo, perhaps the chachamim would not have allowed him to engage in the amharats. Therefore, we need the case of the olives to be brought. And on the flip side, badad, if I only had the case of the badad, of the guy who's working on the olives, that's mishum delo shchiachle. That's because much as it's true that there is enough money for him to make per episode of working on someone's olives, that is true. However, avalgav, uh, but it's just a very uncommon profession. People don't have this job year round. It's only when olives are in season. Avalgaval, perhaps that a gaval, a guy who's needing dough to shchiachle, where there's people make challah every week. In our community, we have challah bakes all the time on behalf of cholim as a schus for people to get married, whatever the case may be. Amalo, perhaps that would not have been included in the Chachamim's um, leniency to work with an Am Ha'aretz. Amalo, therefore, Tzricha, therefore, we need both cases. So I'm just going to take a quick drink. Okay, sorry. So uh, a little bit more than a third of the way down, maybe about a third of the way down, the Gemara is now going to analyze the first case. Let's recall the first case, Amar Mar. Notel heimena hedechala, umanicha bekvisha obe'anchusa, that one is allowed, says the Gemara, to engage with an amha'aretz with chala, and I can prepare your chala, as you're the amha'aretz and I'm the chabra, I can prepare it, and I put them in these special unique identifiable boxes called the Kvisha or an Anchusa. As we mentioned earlier, that when the Am Haaretz comes to collect his Chala, he can take both the portion that goes to the Kohen and the portion that is going to stay with him and the Eino Choshesh. So says the Gemara, Remember that part of this is going to the Kohen. The food he eats himself, mela, whatever. But the food he's giving to a Kohen, we should be very concerned that that food is going to go to a Kohen. And if it's being handled by an Am Haaretz, he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know the halachos. So then he's for sure going to be matame, the food that is that is the chala that was mufrash for the Kohen. So says the Gemara, no. De Amrinan Le, we say to him as follows. When the Chaver gives back the, the separated Chala to the Am Ha'aretz, he says to him, listen, Chazi, I want you to understand something. 
You came to me for a reason. You came to me because you don't know the halachos of being mafreshchala. I'm here to help you. I've separated them. An ugly container, number one, is your food. An ugly container, number two, is the challah that goes to the coin. If you touch it, you are setting us back to beginning and you're going to have to start all over again. So this says the Gemara, therefore we're not concerned about the Amha'aretz. Says the Gemara, That's very nice that you teach me the halachos of kashras, but if I don't care about kashras, I, had a, I was at a bris yesterday and I was talking to a family about uh, kashros and they said, well, would you like to eat some food? I said, thank you. I keep kosher. Well, what exactly does that mean? I said, well, kosher means that we ensure that every ingredient is always going to be kosher. So the woman said in response, I grew up keeping kosher. Um, now we only uh, keep kosher in the house, but we eat everything else out of the house. I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's I didn't say this, but in my head, I'm like, that's not called keeping kosher. <laughs> you know, you got to like have a line in the sand. So she didn't care about kosher. She doesn't care about my opinion. So if I as a chaver go over to an arts and say, listen, I just want you to know the halacha, that if you touch this food, it's going to ruin it for the kohen. Well, he doesn't care. He's an arts. He doesn't care one drop. Says the Gemara, that's not true. Remember, why did the chaver come? Why did the arts come to the chaver in the first place? He obviously cares a little bit. So says the Gemara, because initially when he reached out to the Chaver, it was because he wanted to do right by the Halachos of Chala. He just says, an and he doesn't know what to do. So then the Gemara says, uh, there's no way, it's it's rhetorical. It's a Tmiya. You think he now he's, he doesn't care? Of course he cares. So I had this Israeli guy call me, Kivaldik. His wife was a Shikza do Raisa, like straight up Mexican, out of the prototypical Mexican loopy. I mean, the whole nine yards, totally going. And he said to me, can you do a bris for my son? I said, congratulations. He's Israeli. We were talking in Hebrew. says, your wife, Jewish. And he said, "My, I think I shared the story. He said, my wife is a Murano. Did I share this with you? I think so. This is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> he said, my wife is a Murano uh, from Spain. Um, and I said, wow, um, please excuse me. For, that's amazing. How do you know she's a Murano? The mother, the mother, the mother, all the way back. So my strong hunch was that she was a guy. And I called Rabbi Reese. And I said to Rabbi Reese, a family called me, a father called me. He said his wife is a Murano. Parenthetically, to solve that problem, she did a conservative conversion just to make matters more complicated for me. But whatever. I called her by Reese and he said, it is possible she's a Murano, but the amount of paperwork you need to verify, to go back in the country, Besakvaros, this, been that, family trees, extremely complicated. You have to assume that the baby is a going. So I went back to the father. I said, Alec, I'm really sorry. I spoke to one of the leading rabbinical authorities here in Chicago. And while it's possible that your wife is a Murano and your baby is Jewish, it's also likely that that's not the case because the paper trail is very difficult to follow. This guy said to me, I don't care what happens. My son is going to be Jewish. I will convert. This is the guy. He's an Amha Aretz who's perfectly committed to the cause. I asked Shailas, we did a bracha b'shem malchus for Geras for this young man. shame Geras proper, extremely rare to do this for an infant. Because usually when you, you just had a baby, so nine months ago when you got pregnant, you, you knew she was a goy or you weren't sure she was a yid, whichever. So it's rare for an infant to have a gerus with brachos. Usually all the geruses that for brisim we do are 
the shame Geras Misafek, I mean, you don't make a bracha, very rare. That's this guy in our Gemara. He is the real deal. He's an Am Haaretz. He's an Am Haaretz. And he um, is totally committed to the cause. That's what the Gemara says over here. Of course he cares. He brought the Chulin, he brought, he brought the uh, Chala to the, to the, to the Chaber to make sure that it works. So the Gemara embraces that. So if we see, and this is very important, if we see that a non-from Jew is showing an interest in something, it doesn't mean that they therefore have lost all ne'emanus. Perhaps if they actually care, maybe we can trust them more with kashras, perhaps. Perhaps we can trust them more with other things too because they've shown a particular interest. The Gemara says halfway down, let's continue analyzing uh, what we learned at the top of the page. Notel heimena kide truma, that uh, if the truma is separated, umanicha bekelav shel chaver, and the uh, the chaver uh, placed this now freshly separated um, truma that he separated on behalf of the Amha Arts, he put him in his own kalim. There too, the second case that we analyzed, remember we did the tzricha as to why we need both because of the salaries and the frequencies of, of pay. So the Gemara says that uh, we're not concerned about this either. So says the Gemara, Perhaps we should say over here, same question, different case. Maybe we should be concerned that the Yama Arts actually touched everything and the Gemara actually strengthens its own question. Bishlama Hasam Isle Hakera. At least over there, in the previous case, we spoke about the cases where the Chala was in a, a unique, you know, the, the ugly container. We knew, we could tell what it is, Bikfisho Ban Chusa. We knew that the Chala was there. But Hacha, my Hakera. Here, there's nothing unique about the truma, so perhaps we should say that the Amharetz is not going to be makbed on halacha. So it says the Gemara, it's not correct. You're right, we didn't put it in the Kvisha and the Anchusa, but two-thirds of the way down, some type of earthenware vessel, and while disgusting, sometimes they made them out of dung, out of hardened fecal matter of animals, some type of stone container, something made out of, um, of uh, brick, of like uh, earth that can be uh, made into brick, something along those lines, clay. Yahi says the Gemara, then my area de Chaver. If that's true, then in this second case, there was a very unique feature, which is that we said that the, the Chaver put the product in the Kli of a Chaver. But if we're not concerned about the Amharets, then who cares if it's in the Kli of a Chaver? Says the Gemara, you're absolutely right. We should even be allowed to put it in the, in the containers of an Amharetz. The Gemara says, That's correct. correct. It is in fact the case that the Chaver can put the Truma into a container that was brought to him by the Amharetz and that's acceptable. That brings us to the next two dots we had said. This was in the Mishnah that we learned a couple of days ago. A very difficult line to understand that you can help an Akum in regards to Shviyas. What are you going to do? You're going to go in the field and plow? You're not allowed to work the field during Shviyas. I don't care that your neighbors are going, that you're best friends. There's no Darke Shalom by Nisr Doraisa. So how does this work? So says the Gemara, Machzikin, how can you help them? You're not allowed to take the tools, a hoe, whatever the case may be. You're not allowed to till the soil with a goy. 
And then unrelated, but in the same quote, he said, You're also not allowed to say a double shalom to a goy. We'll discuss that second line more. But first, let's deal with the shvius issue. How can our Mishnah say, Rav told us explicitly that you're not allowed to till the soil with a goy during shvius. So says the Gemara, you're absolutely right. Nobody's picking up any tools. What are you doing? Just to be mechazik them, you're doing great in the field. Just a verbal chizik, that's considered acceptable. And that is mipnei darke shalom. But of course, it would be an iser, possibly do raisa, to till the soil with a goy. Yeah. All right, so goy tells you, are you allowed to respond? Yes, we're going to discuss that in the Gemara in a moment. Yes, exactly. That's going to be the next question. Um, but before that, we have a couple more quotes uh, along the same lines showing that we're allowed to be verbally supportive to an Akum who is uh, working in Shvi'iski. He would say to them, great job, you're doing a great job in the field. Which is a similar language, Rashi, just to the right, 15 lines to the bottom. And there too, it is a similar language. And then let's go to the second part of the line that Rav said, the part that Michael was asking about, about giving shalom to a guy. This happens to me all the time. We've all been bageled before where someone's like, shalom. And you're like, oh, okay, it's uncomfortable a little bit, but shalom. And we respond in kind. Now that's for a Jew. Sometimes a guy does it on the airplane. Happened to me so many times. So says the Gemara. Rav taught us a din. You can't say a double shalom to a guy. You can say one, but you can't say two. So what would Rav Chizda do to circumvent this concern? Rav Chizda wouldn't waste any time. He would always offer the shalom first. Rav Chizda mocked him. When he would see a guy in the street, he'd go over and say shalom. And the custom, apparently, according to some of the Meforshim, is that when I, in that culture, the first person says shalom, the second person says shalom, shalom. That was considered commonplace. So Rav Chizda was schapping around. Rav Chizda didn't want to be in the scenario to violate the din of Rav. So what he would do is he would be makdim shalom to everyone in the shuk. Goy didn't matter who it was. He didn't want to be in the scenario where you have to say a double shalom. Rav Kahana, Amar Lehi, Rav Kahana, if he had to answer, he wouldn't say shalom, shalom, if he was the second one. He would say shalom alamar, peace should be to the master. And if you look in the Hagos Vitzionim, I don't know if this is in the other Gemars, but here in the Hagos Vitzionim, in the name of the Maharshal, it quotes that it was different. Shalom Lemar, Shalom Lemar. Why is that different than Shalom Shalom? Okay, but that's what he says over here, a little bit of a difference. It's also double. Sorry. What? But also Shalom Lemar, Shalom Lemar, double. Right. No, that's why that's why I'm asking. I'm like, how is this a solution? But it is what he said. Seemingly, shalom, shalom is at least in his eyes, is worse than shalom alamar, shalom alamar. Seeming again, I'm making a diuk that I probably shouldn't be making, but from the from the language that that the marshal has on the side. Do you have that on your gemara? So it seems over here that from the from the corrected language of shalom alamar, that um, he's a okay, a little bit of a twist. We're going to still talk about this more because we were just figuring out what Rav meant with the double shalom. But the next part of our Mishnah that we were analyzing from a couple of days ago, and now we're at the two dots, 15 lines from the bottom of the page, Vishoal and Bishlamam, we're allowed to ask a goy how they're doing with the shalom aleichem. We just learned a line ago in the Mishnah that we're allowed to be mechazeg them verbally would talk about their fields. Are we not allowed to ask them how they're doing? Pasha, we should be asking them. No, because the concern about saying shalom to a guy is you're using a shame Hashem for a guy. So I don't really understand the kalvachomer. It looks backwards to me. I didn't look into this, but it does uh, feel that way. Now I should look into it. 
By the way, Tosfos answers the question I just asked from, from the Marshal. Shlomo Lamar, Pirish Pekuntras, Velohaya Miskavin Lavarcho, Ela Libo Haya Lerabo. It's Archeun. Shaloye Hei Bozeg Gonev Das Abrios. A little sticky. Okay. Anyways, back in our sugya, I don't understand the Kalvachomer, but nevertheless, the Gemara asks it as an, uh, as an assumption, uh, just a, an actual fact, that of course you should be able to say Shalom Aleichem. Amar Rav Yeva, Lo Nitzrucha, what were we talking about? Pasha, that on any average day of the year, you can say Shalom to a guy. That's not a problem. What were we talking about where we needed a Chiddush to say that you're allowed to? Lo Nitzrucha, Ela Biyom Edom. On a day when it is a day that they celebrate their deities. Titania, the Brisa writes, When it's the holiday of a goy, and if they serve a different god, you're not allowed to go to their home on that holiday. Our concern, highlighted in Rashi, six lines from the bottom, Yom Edom, is that if you do that, uh, I think that's in the wrong place. What we're afraid is that if we do show up in their homes on their holidays, they will thank their deities for our coming over and saying, Shalom, the Jews are being good to us, and that we want to avoid. What's the second line over here? This is the Chiddush. Mitzah Bishuk, if it is their holiday, and you bump into them, and it is, uh, and, and, and you have an opportunity to say hello, no sin lo, you are the Kula of our Mishnah. You are, even Biyom Edom, because it's not in their house, you're Mitzah Bishuk. You're allowed to say to, to them Shalom, but it should be Bisafa Rafa, with a soft language of a Kovet Rosh, and then under those circumstances, we're not concerned that they're then going to thank their deities. This doesn't apply to Muslims. They have the same gods. An interesting kasha in regards to uh, to Christianity. Some Rishonim hold that that's Avodah Zarah, not Pasha. Okay, next. Rav Huna Rav Chizda Habu Yasve. The two of them were sitting. We've seen this story before. This was uh, not too long ago. 30 blot ago, says the Mesorah Sashas. Andaf Lamed Aleph Amad Beis. And there we saw that they were sitting and they were talking and learning Khalifa Azil Geneva. And Geneva, who was a big Tamar Chacham, walked past them. So Amar Lechad Lechavre, one said to the other, Neko Mikame, we should stand up for him. Debar Urianu, he's a very enlightened man. He's a Tamar Chacham. So says the Gemara, Amar Lo, he said to one person, said back to the other, no way. Umekame Palgoa Nekum, we're going to get up from this guy who uh, causes tension. What is this talking about? Rashi, three lines from the bottom of the page. Palga, cholek al hachachamim. He would always push against the chachamim. Shahim etzaro lamar ukva. Shahia abbezin. This is a Gemara we'll see that we saw in the, in the Parakama and on Dav Zion that he would drive people crazy. Geneva. Uh, so one said to the other, stand up. The other one said, no, he causes the. Not everyone deserves to be stood up for. Not everyone no, deserves. Yeah, very good. Okay. So it says the Gemara, while they were having this ridiculous conversation about Geneva, what ended up happening? By the time, they, they didn't even come up with a solution. By the time everything played out, Geneva was standing over them. Peace upon you, kings. Peace upon you, kings. The two of them looked up at Geneva and said, How do you know? How do you know that kings are called Malachim? So the Gemara says as follows. The Pasuk reads, I'm going to read it from the side because uh, there's actually something missing from the Pasuk. And the rest, the, the Pasuk base there, which isn't even quoted there, says, uh, oh, no, sorry. Uh, sorry, hold on. 
hold on to that. Sorry. That is what the Pasuk means. And that is how we know that that is a reference to Rabbanon, to the Rabbanon, and they are considered to be Malachim. How do you know that you're supposed to double your Shalom's to a king? Over here, the Pasuk is longer. And I'm looking fully at the side here. Listen to the language. Shalom, shalom, lach. That's what the Gemara says. So therefore, we see a double language. Amrei Le, they said to Geneva, come, chaparayim, we have some food on the table. Make a shahakal, make a mizonos, come eat and drink. Lit mar midi, come eat something. And then, uh, seemingly out of left field, the Gemara plants this din. Amar lehu, Geneva said back to them, hachi amar Rav Yehuda, amar Rav, Rav taught us a din. Asr lo adam shiitom klum, ad shiitain maicha You're not allowed to eat anything until your animal is first fed. After all, the flow of the psukim seems to be in favor of the animals. Domesticated, not domesticated. Would a regular dog apply? Does a goldfish apply? Hamsters, whatever. All of these are shilas and poskim uh, because a fish is really not a, an animal. You know, a, a gerbil. I don't even know how you look at that. That's probably, what do we call those in halacha? They're a little runt, a rodent. They're not, I don't know if we call them. They're not a chaya, they're not a behema, that's for sure. They are, but but the Pasuk says, So when the Pasuk says, is it a specific language? Or is it a reference to the kingdom of those who are non-plants? That's a, I don't know. I'm sure it's not, I'm sure fish don't have priority over man. I have a feeling domesticated animals also don't. And I just think we're talking about sheeps and cows. I'm just guessing. But uh, that's what the Gemara says. And Baruch Hashem, Hadran Allah Hanizak in a long parak. Baruch Hashem, we finished the fifth parak of Masechah's Gitni Hiratzon. We should come back to the Daf in seven and a half years. Let's get started with the next parak. Parak HaOmer will be going to the two dots, four, five lines from the bottom of the page. Let's get started. HaOmer, Hiskabel Get Zele Ishti. A man says to his friend and makes him a shaliach, I want you to receive this get for my wife or make her receive it. The language is a little difficult. Oh, holich get zali ishti, a little cleaner. Please bring this to my wife. Imratza lachsor, if the husband wants to retract his shlichus, but the wife's shliach had already received, and we assume right now that the shliach is the same guy, right? So you have a shliach, you have Ruvain. Ruvain is the husband, Rachel is the wife. Shimon is the shliach. Ruvain is, the, oh, that worked out nicely. Shimon is, the, everyone's alliterative. Works out perfectly. Mm-hmm. So Ruvain and Rachel, and then Shimon is the shliach. Ruvain says to Shimon the shliach, his kabli get zeli Please receive this on behalf of my wife. And she had also appointed Shimon to be the recipient for on her behalf. So now the husband wants to go back. He's allowed to go back. I'm sorry, I just said something incorrect. He can only go back if she did not receive the get. I apologize. Let me do that again because it was confusing. My apologies. If a husband appoints a shliach and he wants to retract, he's allowed to go back only as long as she has not yet received the get. Ha'isha, three lines down on Samach Bezim and Bezim in the Mishnah. Ha'isha Sha'amra, if a woman says he's Kablili Giti, Imrata Lachsor Lo Yachsor, if she says to, um, to, says to someone, I'd like you to please be my shliach to receive the get for me, and in fact, he did receive the get, then Imrata Lachsor Lo Yachsor. Lefichach, therefore, Im Omar Lo Habal, if a, if a, if Ruvain says to Shimon, 
I don't want it to be that you are receiving this on her behalf. I just want you to give it to her. I don't want you to accept it as though you're her shliach. The halacha is, uh, that is not considered a perfect shlichus, and he can still be choser until it's in her hands. Rashbag Omer. Afa Omeres, even if a woman were to say a lighter language of toll, Toligiti take, which is not really a shlichus language. We will assume that it's a shlichus language. If he then did receive this on behalf of the of Rachel, if Shimon did receive it on behalf of Rachel, then the din is, then the din is that um Yachsor, Lo Yachsor, that they that they're still going to be divorced and nothing they can do about it. And the Gemara opens. Taima, the reason why in the ratio of our Mishnah in the first case we said in Rotzalachs or Yachsor is the Lo Ihi Shliach because she hadn't established Shimon to be the Shliach to receive her get. But Ihi Shliach had Ruvain and Rachel both asked Shimon to be the Shliach, Rotzalachs or Lo Yachsor, then the husband can never go back. Because Shimon had a dual function. He was um, engaged by Ruvain to be the shliach, and he was engaged by Rachel to be the recipient uh, as a shliach. So in one action, when he gives the item over to Shimon, two things are happening. The husband's giving and the wife is receiving, all through one shliach. So he's kind of uh, a go-between in every possible way. And the second he receives it, that divorce is finalized. Shmamina says the Gemara, 12 lines down or so. It seems over here, and this is a sugya that we learned a little bit earlier in the Masechta. We learned it on Daf Yudala, the Masoras Hashas tells us, and we'll learn it again uh, in another blot. That holech is kishchi, that when a husband says holech, lechora, it means kishchi, it's as though she's already received it. Again, that assumes it's the same shliach. Says the Gemara, lo, that's really not true. Lo, lameh I could really argue that holech is lav kishchi dami. That when we are talking about holech, that we don't assume that the king is finalized in general. Holech is not kishchi. And really, what is it that our Gemara was focusing on? It wasn't the language of holech, but rather the first language that we see in our Gemara at the top of this page. It was the language of yiskabel get le'ishti itzrichale. Why might I have thought differently about that case? The Salkadai Tachamina, I might have thought. Hoel Ubaal, because the husband is Lavbar Shvuyeshleachlekabalahu, because a husband is not allowed to set the Shliach for her. Husband's not allowed to do that. Even though he's allowed to force a get, he's not allowed to decide who her shliach is because you're allowed to give her her get against her will directly. But the husband cannot select who the shliach should be on behalf of the wife. Therefore, if in fact through a shliach it would have gone to her, that's not true. The language of Iskabel and the language of Holech are considered one and the same. And that's why we needed this case in our Gemara, in our Mishnah, to teach us the case of Iskabel that they would still be divorced. And the Gemara says, wait one second, Tanan, we have a Mishnah. Our Mishnah said, We had said in regards to a woman who picks a shliach, that if, if Rachel asks Shimon to receive a get on her behalf, and Shimon actually does receive a get on her behalf, 
then there's no chazara. My lab loshno akabala loshno aholacha. The chora over here, the language in the brisa was he's kabel, and therefore we see no difference between uh, akabala between kabbalah and holacha, and therefore we should go back to our original assumption that holich is kisri. You wanted to argue that holich is lav kisri, and the only reason we spoke about the case of he uh, that we were talking about of holich is kisri is because of the case of iskabel. No, that case of iskabel we already know. So perhaps we should say that holich is kisri dummy again. That if the husband says holich, then she's going to be instantly divorced. Says the Gemara, still not true. Akabala, we still only look at this brisa this part of our Mishnah, for the sake of the case of Kabbalah. And halfway down, three lines into the wide lines, the Gemara says, let's try again. Let's try and find out again whether or not we say Holech is Kizri. Toshma. If the husband says, I want to make sure that you know that I don't want you to receive this on her behalf, I just want you to get it to her, then there can be a chazara, then the husband can retract the get before she receives it. Says the Gemara, Taima to Omar Efshi. But hello, Omar Efshi. If he said, I don't want, then I understand. But the inference is that if he doesn't say Efshi, then what? So says the Gemara, lo That the din is that she cannot be Choser. Shmami, now we see here again. So says the Gemara, perhaps that's not true. Perhaps we can't infer from here that Holech is equivalent to giving her the get. Dilma, this case is not really Beholech, but Behelach. Helach means this is yours. It's a stronger language of giving. It's not holich, bring this. It's helach, this is yours. And therefore, in that case, helach is kisri, but perhaps holich is not kisri, a very, very subtle distinction. So here's the next question of the Gemara. This will take us to the end of the day. Is a husband allowed to appoint a female shliach to deliver a get? And is Rachel, the wife, allowed to appoint a male shliach to receive the get on her behalf. So we're, we're reversing genders in the shlichus. Is that allowed? It, it, but it seems like all the stuff that we're talking about, she appoints him she appoints a male. That's the case that we've discussed. But we're talking about a case we have yet to discuss. So let's say that Ruvain doesn't want to use Shimon. He wants to use Shprinza. She's uh, she's an Uber driver. Shprinza the Yid. So he says, hey, Uber divorce. Bring this to my wife. So and similarly for her, can Rachel ask not Shimon, but can can not Shprinza, but can she ask Shimon to be a shlech? That we saw already. That we saw that she was able to ask Shimon. So we'll discuss both cases here. Pshita says the Gemara halfway down. Pshita ish have shliach leholacha shekain bal molech get the We know that a man can be a shliach, and it actually aligns because a man is the one who gives again. And and a woman can certainly be a shliach to receive a get on behalf of her friend. Rachel can engage her friend Shoshana, no problem. As it relates to the fundamental dinim of Gittin, a man is a man and they have the same set of dinim, therefore shlichus works. A woman is a woman and they have the same set of dinim and therefore shlichus works. But what about the other way? What about ish lekabola? What about a man to receive the get on behalf of a woman. And v'isha leholacha, my. What about a case of a man, uh, about a woman who is the shlicha, who's bringing the get from the husband to the wife? Does that work? So it says the Gemara as follows, Toshma. Let's, let's analyze. Ha'omer his kabel get zeli'ishti, oholich get zeli'ishti. That's the beginning of our mission at the top of this page at the open of the Perek. Imrat salachzor yachzor. 
That was part one of our Mishnah. And then we had said, Aren't we talking about a case where the shliach that Ruvain engaged and the shliach that Rachel engaged was the same one, that a man is allowed to do both services. He's allowed to be the shliach for the man. And then the chiddush, and the answer to half of our question is that he's allowed to be a shliach on her behalf, which is a shtickle chiddush, because he's not a woman. So says the Gemara, Lo, not necessarily, because maybe our Mishnah is dealing with shnei shluchen. Let's remember that that's, an, that's a lack of clarity in our Mishnah. We don't know what the actual terms and conditions of our Mishnah were. We don't know if we were talking about one shliach or two. So therefore, we can't bring a raya from that part of our Mishnah. Let's try again, two-thirds of the way down. Toshma. Lefichach. Im omar lo habal. If a man says specifically, I don't want you to be a recipient on her behalf. Im That works. In that case, it's clear that there's one shliach because he said, I know you're receiving for her, but I'm telling you, I don't want you to receive for her. And in that case, that works. He can do both roles. So it says the Gemara, all that I can infer from there is pshot mina. All that I can learn from there is that all I know is that a man can be a shleach because in that second case of our Mishnah, that was dealing with a shimon, with a man. However, but when it comes to a woman to be a shleach on behalf of a man, can, can Ruvain ask Sprinza the Shlicha to bring that to Rachel? Does that work? So says the Gemara, Amar Rav Mari, Toshma. Let's see if we can bring a Raya from the following. The Gemara has taught us earlier in this Masechta, and it says on the side, Daf Chav Kimmel, Af Lomar Meis Baila, even a woman who may not be trusted for whatever reasons, to say that a man died and therefore a woman is free to go, but Ne'emanos lahavi eskita, beautiful, clear language that indicates that a woman is allowed to be a shlicha. V'hasam holachahu, there we see she's allowed to do that. Amaravashi misefa nami shamas. I mean, that's not just from there. You bring a beautiful raya, says the Gemara. You've brought a beautiful raya, Rav Mari. Not only that, dekatani sefa. We have another proof. Ha'isha atzma mivias gita. A woman can bring her own get. That's pretty impressive. That means that she functions as a shlicha. She's not divorced when she receives it until it gets to her property, until the terms and conditions are fulfilled. Ubilvad, uh, we saw this earlier in the Masechta. As long as when she gets to Bezdin, if she in fact was the shlicha and Rachel and Ruvain, they're the two ones in the room. Ruvain says to Rachel, I want you to be the shlicha for your own get. Go bring it to the CRC. When you get there, say, and then we're divorced. Says the Gemara, we treat her as though she's a shlicha. And that's why the Gemara says over here that in both cases, it seems to work. We're allowed to have a male receive a get on behalf of a female, and we're allowed to have a woman be the shlicha of a get for Ruvain to bring it to Rachel. Mir Tzashem will pick up tomorrow night. Uh, with Daf Samach Gimel, starting four lines from the bottom with the words Itmar, wishing you all a beautiful night.